Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Here in Chicago, we got a heat wave going on. I hope you guys are staying cool wherever you are. If you're a returning listener, you guys know how this works. You know the drill. You guys are the best. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you don't get too bored of me talking about uh, all of my Disney personal funny stories and uh, venting about Disney and talking about coffee. That's kind of kind of what I bring to the table here. It's a uh, <laughs> I like to think it's a fun show, but. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. Uh, if you guys can, wherever you're listening to this, leave a rating and a review. Uh, hit that subscribe button if you want. You can unsubscribe and then resubscribe. That helps the old algorithm as well. And if you can, write me a review. You guys know I love those. I love reading those. Uh, it helps give me a little confidence boost. Uh, if you write me one of those, I'll read it. I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Like I said, here in Chicago, we got a heat wave. Uh, Temperatures all week have been in the high 80s all the way up to, I think we hit 100 the other day, which is super weird, super rare, you know, especially in June around here. Usually we can get this kind of weather in July, maybe in August, uh, and I feel like I'm the only one not complaining. (laughs) Um, It's a combination of things. One, uh, you know, living here, the winters seem to get longer and longer, and it's dark and it's cold. I leave for work at 5 in the morning. It's on those snowy 15-degree days. You know, it's dark out. Those are the days that make me love this weather. You know, 90 degrees right now doesn't bother me at all. Plus, I mean, yeah, I got to relate it to Disney. I spent my entire, you know, life going on vacations to Disney World during the hottest part of the year. You know, that Florida July heat and humidity if you can learn to enjoy that, you can last in anything. Like, I swear, that's a real thing. Like, those days in Florida where it's, you know, your eyelids are sweating um, kind of makes this 90-degree day in Chicago feel like nothing. Like, so much so that, you know, at work, during my lunch breaks, you know, I got to work on that base tan. I'll go out and I'll lay in the uh, the bed of my truck and, uh, you know, roll up the sleeves and try to get some sun work on this farmer's tan. And all my coworkers like are in disbelief. They're like, "How are you? How are you sitting outside? First of all, you know, you're wearing pants and a shirt. Second of all, you're laying in a black truck in the bed of a black truck, you know, for you know, for your entire lunch. Like, how are you not dying? And it's like, yeah, you know what? Like Disney training. Like that, that's what it's from. Um, so I won't be complaining about this heat at all. Like I said, if you guys, if it's hot by you, I hope you can stay cool. I hope this, you know, podcast uh, can help get you through your day, whatever you're going through, traffic, work, uh, at the gym, whatever it may be. I'm here to entertain and maybe bring a little bit of Disney magic to you. It's funny, I was talking to a few people, uh, they uh, were messaging me and we were talking about how they're, you know, they like Disney. They're, um, I don't know if I would categorize them as casual fans, uh, but they're talking about how 
they just enjoy listening to my podcast because it kind of reminds them of going to Disney when they were younger and like those family memories, which is pretty cool to hear. Um, you know, and then, you know, I have some friends who listen to this who are like casual fans and, you know, maybe haven't been Disney diehards their whole life. And, you know, maybe they just put it on cause they like hearing the sound of my voice. Um, that one's directed to you, Jack. Um, but if whoever you are, thank you for listening. Um, this week's episode is going to be a fun one, but before we get into it, last week's episode, I think was, uh, was pretty cool. Again, it was me talking a lot of, you know, a lot of personal stories, a lot of Disney memories. We talked about the, um, you know, the best Disney traditions that you have, you know, your personal family, Disney world traditions. Do you go to the magic kingdom on your first day? Do you do the magic kingdom last? Do you always eat at this restaurant? You know, do you have to stop and see, you know, the fireworks on your last night? Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, definitely a lot of memories. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to it, it's available everywhere. Um, it was just cool kind of reading some of the some of the ones you guys sent in and, and kind of understanding and realizing that, you know, we all have our unique kind of traditions, but they're all, you know, they kind of come from the same thing. Like Disney is our happy place. We have these happy memories there, and that's why we kind of develop, you know, these traditions, whether it be with our families or, you know, us or, you know, with a, a significant other, whoever it may be. So pretty fun. This week, I got another top 10 for you guys. We're talking about the top 10 must-dos for Disney first-timers. That's right. If someone came up to you, hey, I'm going to Disney. I've never been there before. First of all, your head's probably spinning because you, you're going to have to, like, sit down grab a notebook or a laptop because, you know, it's a lot of notes. But if you had to only give them a top 10 list, 10 things that they must do in their first trip to Walt Disney World, what would they be? That's what we're going to dive into. You guys know I love my top 10s. Let's get into it. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. All right, well, you guys know I've talked about it a bunch of times on previous episodes. I get legitimately excited. My heart starts racing when someone, you know, comes up to me or mentions to me that they're going to Disney. They're going on a trip, they're going on a family vacation, whatever it is, they're going to Disney. My ears perk up like a dog. You know, I get all antsy. I hope that they're talking to me. You know, they're about to ask me questions and pick my brain. I, I just get so excited uh, for what they're about to experience. You know, especially if they're a casual fan. If they're a Disney diehard, like you get it's different. Like you get excited, like, oh that's great. Um, usually it's like, hey, you know, let me know how this is. Let me know how the construction's going. Try out, you know, let me know how Guardians of the Galaxy coaster is. Hey, check out this new snack they just added. That's how you kind of interact with Disney diehards. When it's a casual fan, it's a little different. You're, you know, you're kind of giving them the rundown like, hey, just so you know, it's a little different since the last time you went. This is what you have to do, you know, with the Genie Fast Pass and making reservations and everything like that. Like, this ride is new, that ride is new. If someone's going for the first time, like I said, like it's gonna be like a full-blown like meeting. Like, hey, sit down, grab your notebook. Like, I'm about to do a PowerPoint presentation uh, on what you're gonna have to do during your Disney vacation. And I think we can all kind of relate to that. Like, we get excited for, you know, they're about to experience Disney for the first time. For most of us, you know, our first time at Disney, we were 
you know, we were kids. I was two years old. I don't remember my first time. You know, if if I was experiencing Disney for the first time now, like you have a different, uh, you know, grasp on things. You can remember and the memories and, you know, uh, when I was a kid, like Disney's just ingrained in my DNA now, you know, so hearing someone be like, hey, yeah, I'm going to Disney for the first time, never been there. Like, what should I do? What, you know, what should I look out for? You know, what are the must do's? And we've seen like the Disney specials, the Disney must do's that, you know, we, that used to play on the resort TV and they would do top tens and like the different travel channel ones. But the resort TV one was the big one. Uh, I think they actually called it a must do list as well. Um, and even though, you know, we've all been to Disney, you know, however many times, uh, for me, like over 30 times, like I didn't need to watch. I didn't know what to do. I know what to do. But guess what? I loved having that channel on and I'd always throw it on and I'd like to hear what they have to say. And um, so that kind of got me thinking, you know, what are what would be like my top 10 of must do's uh, for someone who's going to Disney for the first time? Now, I try to keep in mind, like I just this is obviously a, a fake scenario, but like the average like family, the average person, the average family, like what would they you know, have to do. Um, I've had this conversation with my buddy Adam a bunch of times. Like, my must-dos would be different, you know, for him. He's, you know, he's married. He's my age. Uh, the must-dos would be a little different. Uh, but I'm going to pretend like it's like an average family and they're going to Disney for the first time. These would be my must-dos. So this should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. You guys know I love my top 10. So let's just jump into it. Um, I'll do my 10 through 2. Uh, we'll and then we'll go through some honorable mentions. We'll do my number one. Then, of course, we have the uh, the ones that you guys sent in as well. I put a story on Instagram asking you guys what your Disney top ten must-dos would be for someone who's never been there before. So, without further ado, my number ten. We're starting off at Animal Kingdom, the Kilimanjaro Safari. Now, this one makes my list because it is truly a one-of-a-kind experience. Like... For most of us, we're never going to be able to go on an actual safari, you know, whether it's in Africa or, or somewhere else. Like, so this is literally as close as you can get to going on an actual, you know, wildlife safari. And, you know, like the phrase is at Animal Kingdom, it's not a zoo. It's not a zoo. So sometimes people think, oh, Animal Kingdom, it's like a zoo. They have animals and then they have some rides. And like, this is the one, go on the safari, especially if you have kids. You're going to get an up-close and personal view of animals you've never seen before. You know, animals you see at the zoo, like if it's like, you know, the more kind of bigger ones, the more exotic ones, you're not getting up close to. You know, maybe maybe you can get up close to some giraffes, but not like this, not like on the safari. Um, see, I've never seen a lion like I have at, uh, at Animal Kingdom and all these other animals I didn't even know existed, you know, until you see them on the safari. And... What makes it even cooler, obviously, is that they've made an attraction out of it. You're not just walking around with your kids, you know, hey, look at this animal, look at this animal, and maybe they're, like, half paying attention, maybe they don't have interest, maybe they can't see. Here at Disney, you know, obviously, they provide the entertainment. You know, hey, you're going to see a bunch of animals you've never seen before, some exotic animals, some, you know, some lions and, and elephants and hippos, like, all these cool, larger-than-life animals you're going to see firsthand up and close and, you know, they made a ride out of it. You're riding on, you know, uh, a big Jeep. It's a bumpy road. The, the driver's, like, accelerating fast and stopping hard. Like, it's, actu it's an actually a fun ride. Even though they've, you know, kind of gotten rid of the storyline element of poachers and stuff that was there. 
when the ride first opened, it's still a fun ride. And me, 31 years old, like I still enjoy going on it because it's almost like it's a different experience every time, depending on you know which animals you see, you know your, the the cast member driving, how good they are. Maybe they add in some different things. You actually learn some cool you know facts about animals and stuff you've never you know you didn't know before. Like you know there's like I said, animals I didn't know existed. You see. Um, so it's a pretty cool, one-of-a-kind experience. And that's something, too, that a family that's never been there before, maybe they're thinking Animal Kingdom is like a zoo. This is a perfect way for them to kind of start off and be like, yeah, guess what? It's not, you know, by me, it's not the Brookfield Zoo. It's not this small zoo. Like, here's a safari ride. You're going to see a bunch of animals. It's like 15 minutes long. It's entertaining. Your kids are going to love it. Um, and I think for those reasons... Uh, I think the Kilimanjaro Safari deserves a spot on my list. And starting off at number 10, I think, is pretty solid. All right, let's move on to my number 9 pick now. My number 9 must-do, especially in the summer. This is a big one. I'm going with Typhoon Lagoon. That's right, you guys know I, I did an episode a few weeks ago, um, not too long ago, about Disney water parks. You guys know how much I love Typhoon Lagoon. And if uh, you know someone's going to Disney, obviously they kind of have to be into water parks and swimming. Uh, most people are, especially if you're going in the summer. Typhoon Lagoon, I, you know, I love it more than Blizzard Beach. I think the theming is better. I think it offers more. It, it feels like a larger, more over-the-top, you know, park. It's like a, you know, it feels like the Disney theme parks, like with the theming and the size and the wave pool and the slides and everything. It's it's really, you know, a top of the line. You know, one of the best water parks in the nation. Um, so I definitely going to recommend it to people i know uh, i talk about it with my friends like if you know if we were going to disney like we would have to go to typhoon lagoon because we could just have so much fun there you know whether it's just swimming hanging out in the wave pool you know trying to surf on top of the waves trying to jump over the waves swim under the waves like you can have a whole day just in the wave pool um and then you know that you know all the slides that they offer the storm slides crushing gusher you know it pretty much offers something you know for everyone whether you have young kids older kids you know especially if you have older kids or you have you know uh like the situation where you have like older brother younger sister like there's an age gap or something like you know the the older sibling can go hang out in big wave pool you don't got to worry you can go on crushing gusher you know the younger you know the younger sibling you can kind of take in the more shallow water there's the lazy river they have some uh they have a uh, like a part of the park it's like a kid's play area. Um, so it kind of really offers a little bit of everything. It's my favorite water park. I could talk about, you know, I could talk about it um, all day. I could do a whole episode just on Typhoon Lagoon and the theming and everything about it. Um, but yeah, you got to hit up a water park. You know, you're doing Disney. You know, sometimes people just think of the theme parks. Um, you know, when, when Disney World kind of comes up, I think everyone knows Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And then it's kind of hit or miss on what else they know. And I think, you know, Typhoon Lagoon at Disney Water Park, you got to hit it up, um, especially if it's your first time. Um, I think people of all ages, kids, adults, uh, can have a good time and enjoy themselves, especially in the summer heat. So my number nine, I'm going with Typhoon Lagoon. For my number eight one, this one's, one's kind of simple, relaxing, and it's probably something, um, you know, first-timers, they're not going to think of. You know, they're probably going to... Look up some stuff on YouTube, maybe Google some things, maybe, you know, get one of those travel guide books from the bookstore, like Fromers or whoever makes it now, and it does, like, you know, it tells you everything about Disney. This one, though, you just got to take our word for it. My number eight pick, must-dos, 
you've got to ride the monorail. No matter how you do it, you got to figure out a way to ride the monorail, especially if it's your first time, especially with kids. You know, I, I feel like even the casual fans uh, know about, like, the Disney monorail. Um, you know, monorails really aren't that popular. I feel like there's only three in the United States. Uh, I could be wrong, but Disneyland, Las Vegas, and Disney World. So, you know, most people, when you think of Disney, they probably know that there's a monorail there. Um, and you got to find some way to ride it, whether you're staying at a monorail resort, you know, the contemporary Polynesian Grand Floridian, um, or if, you know, you're not staying at one of those resorts, you got to figure out a way uh, to ride the monorail. It's it's an experience in itself. I know it's not a ride, it's not an attraction, uh, but it kind of is those things, and you don't have to, you know, enter the parks to experience it. Um, you know, a first-timer, um, probably the best way they'll do it if they're not staying at a uh, monorail resort, um, you know, is to probably tell them to get a dinner reservation somewhere, or, you know, when you're going to the Magic Kingdom, park at the ticket and transportation, and, and instead of taking the ferry across, you know, take the monorail, get that experience Maybe ride it around one loop uh, before getting off at your destination. Uh, you know, like I said, it's an experience. It's, you know, there's not that many, you know, around. So, you know, when else are you going to be able to ride a monorail? Especially the Disney one, you know, it's safe and clean. You know, I've ridden the, the, the Las Vegas one. Uh, it's definitely not Disney, but um, you got to ride the monorail. Um, I think the kids will love it too, but uh, it deserves a spot on this list. I think you guys would agree. Uh, my number eight pick, Ride the Monorail. For my number seven pick, of course, I had to relate food somehow. This one, again, isn't that specific, but it needs to be said. My number seven pick is to splurge and have a good sit-down meal. Now, we know Disney, maybe the casual fans don't, first-timers maybe don't. You don't want them to think like it's Six Flags, where you can only eat... You know in the parks at like these quick service areas like when you go to Six Flags and you're hungry you stop at a concession stand and you get like chicken tenders maybe a slice of pizza a hot dog and a bag of chips you eat really quick you know uh, on some folding chairs and then you're on your way you like you don't want them to think that you're in Disney yeah it, it's nice you can eat in the parks you know the the Disney quick service you know restaurants are above average you know some of the food might seem simple uh you know a lot of places have burgers hot dogs chicken fingers but you know a lot of them have you know specialty items like i always used to talk about the quick service at the magic kingdom i think it was at the friar's nook the pot roast mac and cheese like something specific and, and unique like that is great to have quick quick service you can eat it you know you can sit down stand up finish it and, and be on your way but you're in disney you're living it up. You're on a family vacation. Disney has some of the best restaurants around, especially in the Orlando area. There's a lot of high quality meals. There's a lot of, you know, restaurants that are, you know, that provide like entertainment value, especially in the parks. You know, the resorts, they have buffets, they have all you can eat, they have family style, they have character breakfasts, uh, character dinners where you know, you're eating and the, you know, the characters come around. You can take your pictures with them, get autographs. Um, yeah, you got to experience one of those. Like, it's very easy in Disney. Okay, yeah, we're going to try to save money. You know, we spent a lot on the hotel and airfare and park tickets. So we're just going to, we're going to pack sandwiches every day. We're going to just eat at, you know, 
the quick service area. We're going to get chicken fingers every day. It's, it's easy to do that, and it's fine to do that sometimes. But if you're going, it's your first, di- first time there, splurge a little bit. Have a nice family meal, whether it's a breakfast. I'd say breakfast or dinner. Pick a place either at a resort or inside the park where you can kind of sit down, relax, take your time, enjoy the entertainment, enjoy the characters, whatever it is. Like, you know, I talked about the character, you know, buffets where the characters walk around. You have your pictures taken with them. You know, there's um, there's the, the 50s diner in Hollywood Studios. There's the sci-fi diner in Hollywood Studios. Like, those places offer a little bit of, like, entertainment value, you know, while you eat. There's a, there's a bunch of nice places to eat at Disney Springs. You know, Jock Hang... Um, Jack Lindsay's Hangar Bar, the Boathouse, like those places, you know, Planet Hollywood, like that's kind of like dinner and a show, you know. There's so many to choose from. Have a nice meal, sit down, splurge a little bit. Uh, whether you whether you pick like just like a fancy steakhouse or you want to experience something that provides a little more, like the entertainment value, dinner and a show, you know, whatever it may be, the theming, you got to do it. Don't just pack peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and uh, eat hot dogs. Have a nice family meal and uh, enjoy it. So my number seven pick, splurge a little bit on a good meal. Moving right along here to my number six pick. This one kind of related to my number eight pick. This one this one may take some explaining um, to the first timers, but my number six, resort hop. Now, again, this is probably one of those things when they're thinking about their Disney trip, when they're planning their trip, they're probably not thinking of taking a day and just resort hopping. They're probably thinking, okay, we got to do Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom. We have all these rides to do. We have a water park. You know, what's Disney Springs? They're probably not thinking about resort hopping. Resort hopping is the perfect thing to do on an off day. You know, it kind of comes with it, but probably telling them to take an off day should be part of this one. Um, But resort hopping, you can knock out, you know, two things. You can ride the monorail and resort hop, two things in one. Or if you want to do the non-monorail resorts, there's plenty to do. But just taking a day and exploring some of the other Disney resorts, um, it's just, it's fun to walk around. They each provide like a little bit of something. They're each themed a certain way. You know, for example, if you're going to go to the Polynesian, you can, you know, it's like walking around a Hawaiian hotel. They have the Hawaiian music. Um, And then, you know, they have obviously each resort has their own, um, you know, souvenir stores and um, stores. You can you can buy unique souvenirs and food and the, uh, you know, the quick service areas. You know, the two big areas are the, the Magic Kingdom monorail area. And the uh, Epcot area, and each one, like, you got to take your time and walk around them and see them. You know, when you go to the Epcot area, you have the boardwalk. You can tell them about the boardwalk and all the stuff that offers. And, you know, the Yacht and Beach Club is right there. And, uh, you know, Swan and Dolphin if, if they want to. And there's just so much to do just at the resorts. Like, when you go to the boardwalk, you can rent the bikes and ride the bikes around the boardwalk. Or, you know, do a lot of shopping. Or, you know, there's entertainment. You know, when you go to the Magic Kingdom hotels, you can ride the monorail. Like I said, like Polynesian is a good one to walk around. The Grand Floridian is, you know, so like fancy, <laughs> like kids like walking around that one. And uh, you can kind of walk out by the water. You can rent boats, especially the, like the Grand Floridian and the um, Contemporary. You know, renting boats there on Bay Lake is an amazing time. 
Uh, you can have a lot of fun there. You can take the boat across to Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge. You can walk around those hotels, like especially Wilderness Lodge, I think is great uh, to just kind of walk around, check out the store, maybe get a little snack there. Um, you know, the Disney Springs area is a little tougher. Um, you know, I like going to Port Orleans and kind of walk around the two Port Orleans resorts, have some beignets there. You can take the boat or walk across to Disney Springs too. So, you know, resort hopping, it's something you may have to explain to them, like the different hotels and which ones they offer. You know, maybe, you know, I know when my family, when uh, Art of Animation opened, we went to Art of Animation and we walked around, we took pictures. It was cool to see all the theming there. Um, and then we had lunch there in the food court. So resort hopping is an experience of its own. It's a good thing to do on an off day, give you a break from the parks um, and kind of, you know, let them, you know, let them know like, hey, there's all these different resorts so that, you know, on, after your first time, you know, when you want to come back for a second time, maybe you want to try a different hotel that now you kind of uh, know a little bit. So I think this is a good one. Um, takes a little bit of explaining to first timers, but my number six pick, resort hopping. All right, we made it to the top five. Now my number five pick, we're heading back to Animal Kingdom. My number five must do, experience Pandora at night. Now I'm sure they're going to know about Pandora. It's pretty popular. Avatar is a pretty big franchise. You know, when you Google anything about Disney World, what to do, I'm sure Pandora and Avatar and Flight of Passage, all of that's going to come up. But to make it more specific, to really get like the full effect, you got to make sure they experience Pandora at night too. You know, during the day is fine. Go see it during the day. You can kind of see everything, see all the detail, attention to detail, you know, all the effort that went in, you know, by the Imagineers. It's cool to see. It's great. But when you go there at night, you legitimately forget where you are. You know, it's so dark there, but in a good way. Like, it's so dark with all the neon lights and the music, the ambiance. You actually think that you're in Pandora. You're in a different land. It's so easy to lose your bearings there. The first time when it opened and we went there, I've been to Disney, like I said, like 30-something times. I didn't know where I was. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, where's Flight of Passage? Where's the exit? Where did we come in? Um, to see it during the day and at night are two different experiences and it's something little but you know to get the full effect to really get the full experience of you know Pandora I would suggest to them you gotta you gotta do it at night uh, preferably do it during the day and at night if you could do both uh, but Disney at night is great Pandora at night is an experience in itself so my number five pick pretty simple but you gotta do it you gotta see it Pandora at night all right for my number four pick now this one again pretty simple but it's got to be on this list my number four pick ride the classics that's right the must-dos you got to tell them you got to include the classic rides the disney rides that everyone has heard of whether you've been to a Dis disney a thousand times or zero times like you probably have heard of pirates of the caribbean jungle cruise small world and you know haunted mansion those are probably the the main ones the classics you know the the older ones that have kind of been there since opening day since they were kids since you were a kid like it's like the main staple of the parks like they've all been there you know spaceship earth at epcot is another one pretty classic um you know and you got to kind of explain to them they're the classic you know slow moving dark rides uh, you know, with, they, they probably know the songs, if, if nothing else. You know, Small World. People know Small World, whether you've been to Disney or not. 
whether it's from the song, whether it's from references in cartoons like The Simpsons or Family Guy, like everyone knows Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, they knew the movies are popular, everyone kind of knows the ride. So you got to tell them, you got to do the classics, you got to get the full Disney experience. You know, those are the attractions, the rides that were so ahead of their time that, um, you know, kind of led to what Disney has become today. You know, imagine riding those attractions when they first opened back in, you know, the 70s. Um, it was a mind-blowing experience to see, like, the animatronics look so realistic uh, and the songs. And, yeah, you know, the rides themselves, you know, those on those specific ones, you know, not, not super thrilling. But you're not riding it for that. You're riding it for the story, for the theming, for the animatronics, the music, the sounds. Um, so you got to do the classics. you got to tell them to do the classics. And um, I think the classic rides I would include... Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, um, Small World. I'd include Peter Pan's Flight. Um, and, you know, I'm Magic Kingdom. I would probably also include maybe the People Mover because that one gets overlooked. Um, you know, and especially if you look up attractions, you know, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, like we call it the People Mover, they might not know what it is. Um, maybe the Speedway as well. You know, Epcot, uh, Spaceship Earth living with the land, you know, pr pretty much explaining to them there's more than just thrill rides. You got to hit up the classics. Uh, those are definitely a part of the, uh, the Disney must-do list for anybody. So we made it to the top three. My number three pick, we talked about riding the classics. Now my number three pick, the three mountains. That, that's right, Magic Kingdom. Everyone knows Magic Kingdom. They're going to love it. You got to make sure you do Space Mountain. Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain, and right now it's still Splash Mountain. Maybe it'll, you know it's going to be changing pretty soon, which make a, you know even greater reason to ride it now while you can. But the three mountains, um, three of the best rides you know you'll ever go on, um, especially for first timers. Maybe they want a, something a little more thrilling, and those those three attractions that's what you get. You get your money's worth. Uh, which is the emo the most important thing for first timers you know maybe they're overwhelmed with the price of everything the price of the hotel and the park tickets and everything like that and fast pass but ride those three mountains and you feel like you get your money's worth space mountain indoor coaster completely in the in you know pitch black glow in the dark stuff everywhere amazing theming the sounds um must do for sure thunder mountain roller coaster Talk about get your money's worth. It, that ride feels like it's going to end like three separate times and you just keep going. You know, sharp turns, goes fast, sudden drops. The wildest ride in the wilderness. The theming is great. You're in a mountain. Um, they're going to love it. And of course, finally, Splash Mountain. Maybe the one that they know the most. You know, the, the famous song, Zippity Doodah. The big drop. It's a long ride. You get your your money's worth. There's obviously the big drop. There's two smaller drops. There's you know nice animatronics and singing. Got to hit up the three mountains. Uh, any must-do list will include Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, and Space Mountain. The three mountains. Any list you read will have those. Um, like I said, probably the biggest thing is those are the three rides where no matter who you are. After riding them, you feel like you got your money's worth. You f you get a feel for what Disney magic really is. On any of those three, like you get like they're thrilling rides, they're fun entertainment. Uh, you know, Splash Mountain has animatronics and music. You know, Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain, the theming is great. So 
those are the three the three mountains gotta do it all right top two this was such a hard list to make it's really hard to rank things like this but my number two pick must do world showcase at epcot now this one depending on who the first timer is whether it's you know single adults whether it's a couple whether it's a family world showcase has something for everyone and depending on who you are it's kind of like how you attack it so world showcase for families you got to stop at every country you can walk through the stores you know each store is themed after that country you get some really cool souvenirs and you know you can talk to cast members from those countries you know look around at shops that you know they sell items that they would sell in italy in norway in germany and you know depending on what your heritage is it's you know even you know even more fun so like you know i'm italian so when i was a kid when we would go to the italy pavilion at epcot it was like going to italy for me you know i loved walking around the shops it felt like i was in italy like i wanted to buy a souvenir from there i know my sister was the same way we wanted to buy souvenirs from italy to kind of show our heritage our nationality to kind of support you know our our culture and stuff and you know you could always you know do that and or you just want to walk around like say you're never going to travel the world or you never have yet like this is a good way to start you know go through all the countries see all the stores see what they have to offer you know some of them have shows and rides and um you know the food too you can try food from each one which gets to my next point like if you're a single adult if you're older um you can try different foods and drinks from each of the countries you know we all know the drink around the world challenge or you take a drink from you know every single country but you could do that too um even in a uh, a more pg way you can go and you can stop and you can have a little bit of wine in italy you can stop it at the bakery in norway and the uh the chocolate store in germany you can try different things from each you know from each country and it's a lot of fun um kind of has something for the the kids you know they have a lot of times they have like those stations i don't know exactly like the kid cot stations i think it was called for a while i know for a while you can get like a passport uh you can uh they had like these like things you could color and get stamped so there's something for kids to do as well you got to do world showcase you know maybe first timers when they think of epcot they think you know boring education nothing for kids I beg to differ. I think World Showcase can be really cool for kids, especially when they think they're kind of visiting, you know, different countries. Uh, so my number two pick, World Showcase. So before my number one pick, I of course had some honorable honorable mentions here. The first one, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This one is kind of depends on who's going, who the first timer is. If they're a big Star Wars fan, it's it's a must do. It's 100% a must-do if they're Star Wars fans. Probably ranked pretty high on the list. You know, they have the two attractions. You can just kind of walk around Galaxy's Edge, try different food and drinks. They have, like, the build-your-own lightsaber and droid station there. So if you're a big Star Wars fan, it would definitely be on the list. Uh, another one I had, Disney Springs. Um, you know, for first-timers, it didn't make my top ten list. Maybe it should have, but Disney Springs... You know, if you have an off day and you can knock it out, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, skip a park uh, as a first timer to do Disney Springs, especially because, you know, Disney Springs now, it's just kind of shopping. Um, there's a lot of stores there that you can shop at at home, um, but it's close, you know, 
Disney Springs. Um, like I kind of mentioned, one of my honorable mentions was experiencing the parks and attractions during the day and at night. I mentioned that with Pandora. And the last one I had, a Dole Whip. Got to experience a Dole Whip. You know, it's probably probably the most talked about Disney snack. It's kind of up there with, you know, just like a Mickey ice cream bar. But the Dole Whip, it's more unique to Disney. Um, you know, you can try that, try other snacks. So that's kind of all included in my honorable mentions. But let's move on to my number one. My number one must do, you must experience fireworks slash nighttime show. Now, I, I wish... Wishes was still there. I wish Illuminations was still there. That is, you know, the greatest nighttime shows I've ever seen. But, you know, the new ones at Disney, um, you still got to see them. It's still going to be the greatest fireworks show you'll ever see. You know, a lot of people have seen fireworks show at either, you know, 4th of July or, you know, carnivals or fests, baseball games. Disney puts all of that stuff to shame. First time there... Pick a night and do probably, you know, the show at Magic Kingdom and Harmonious at Epcot. I think, you know, as much as I complain about uh, Disney Enchantment, the new show at Magic Kingdom, first timer, they're going to be blown away still. You know, we're spoiled. We're used to wishes and happily ever after. Got to see a nighttime show, Fantasia. Explain to them what Fantasia is, especially if they have kids, um... I think they'll love that one, but I think the two are Magic Kingdom and Epcot, Harmonious and Enchantment. It's mind-blowing. Like, no matter who you are, you can just appreciate the show, the fireworks, you know, the pyro, the music, the water effects, the projection on the castle. Like, it's one-of-a-kind shows. You have to see them. Um, Again, it's something that kind of shows to you that Disney magic makes you feel like you got that money, your money's worth. You know, I think it's something people of all ages could appreciate, especially first-timers. Um, you know, you want to give them a little bit of everything. You know, food. Disney has, you know, what, what do they have to offer? Food, um, dining, water parks, shopping, theme parks, rides, and, of course, shows. So, you know, a nighttime show really can't go wrong. I think they would love it either way, and you got to experience it. You know, it's something that kind of makes Disney Disney is their nighttime fireworks show. So... That's my list. That's my number one. Um, Like I said, it's hard to rank them. I did the best I could. But now comes my favorite part. Input from you guys. You guys sent in your suggestions. Uh, I posted a story on Instagram asking you guys, what are some Disney must-dos for first-timers? So let's go through those now. Starting us off, this first one from Kimberly Rose 616 Character Breakfast. You know, I mentioned it briefly. First-timers... You know, you get to have a, a good breakfast. Usually they're buffets, but not all the time. You get to have a good breakfast, and, you know, the Disney characters can walk around, you know, obviously in a normal non-pandemic situation, walk around, you know, take pictures with you, your kids. Your kids will absolutely love it. Um, you know, get their autograph, but character breakfast for sure. Liz Rice 05 says Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, like I said, you got to do the classics. That's definitely one of them. Addie Bear 0620 says Mickey Ice Cream Bar. Um, Got to try some of the famous snacks. And the Mickey Ice Cream Bar is probably right up there with the Dole Whip, like I said. Sean Riker said Fireworks Show. Applejack73 said Carousel of Progress and Hoopty Doo Review. Carousel of Progress, maybe I should have included that uh, in the classics. Um, you know, the, the famous show um, with the catchy song, of course. And Hoopty Doo, a, a great 
a great one for first timers. Dinner and a show. Um, definitely feel like you get your money's worth there. Disney Point Gals said fireworks show, classic rides, Pirates, Small World, Jungle Cruise. So, you know, two two of my I think top five there. Um, you got to knock out the the classic rides and of course the fireworks show. I think for for first timers you, you got to do it. Lindsay Newman said Jungle Cruise, seeing the fireworks, Haunted Mansion, and staying on property. That's a good one. Yeah, you know, make sure if it's your first time going to Disney and you're staying, you know, you're staying at a hotel in Orlando or Kissimmee, the surrounding area, you're not going to get the same experience. You're going to maybe save some money, but not the same experience. Curiza 12 said Cinderella's Castle. Now, there's a little bit of everything there. You can kind of just take pictures in front of it. Just seeing it, you know, is a must-do. You know, you can walk through it. You can have, you know, you can have a meal inside of it. Um, So it kind of offers a little bit of everything there. Savannah Brook B said, if it's Disney World, I would recommend going to Disney's Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, so if you're, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to Disney World, you know, Disneyland has Galaxy's Edge as well. Um, you got to check it out if you're a fan. Cat Freed said resort hopping. All right, so someone else. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. That one I was a little, I don't know, I was a little hesitant about putting that on my list because I feel that, you know, as Disney diehards, we think of resort hopping as obviously a must do so glad to hear someone else uh, thought that as well kb baby said uh i think i feel like i pronounce your username um different every single time but uh, i'm gonna keep trying uh do at least one pirate scavenger hunt in the magic kingdom that's a good one definitely if especially if you have kids too like talk about an experience like a scavenger hunt uh at the magic kingdom Uh, This next one, Matthew J. Trask said, Drink Around the World. Again, World Showcase, Drinking Around the World, definitely a must-do. NM Gypsy 14 said, Dole Whip. Darth Dagan said, Riding All the Mountains. Laura Coelho said, Fireworks, Fantasmic, Monorail, All the Mountains, Lion King Show, and Character Meal. I almost had every single one, I think, on there. Uh, I didn't have the Lion King Show on there. That... Definitely a must-do, especially at Animal Kingdom. That's a good one. Uh, but all the other ones, I'm glad we uh, we think the same there. Emmy Belvin said, stay till the parks close for that magic feeling. That's a good one. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. Um, especially with first-timers, they may, may be very overwhelmed um, with the crowds. So to kind of combat that, hey, tell them, you know, stay as late as you can in the parks. Get some pictures with no one around. Um it kind of gives you a different uh, perspective. Dexyland said, ride the people mover at night instead of the day. Oh my God, the vibes. That is a vibe. I need a t-shirt that says, ride the people mover at night. That's definitely a must do. Amanda DeSanto said, uh, ride the monorail, eat a Mickey ice cream bar, and get a My First Visit pin. How did I forget that? That's definitely a must do. I mean, come on, they're free. Uh, you put that in parentheses. Yeah, they're free. That definitely makes it a must-do. A first-time pin. Uh, you get to walk around with one of those. It's a nice little souvenir. You know, cast members will probably, you know, say, you know, welcome to Disney or I hope you're enjoying your first trip. Um, other, you know, guests may say that too. So that's definitely a good one. Glad, I'm glad someone brought that up. I totally forgot. Um, and our last one, Owen Y827. Get a Dole Whip, it's the best snack. So Dole Whip, 
Um, you know, all the other snacks, gotta try them out. And, you know, the Dole Whip, like I said, probably the most popular one. You know, when you when you see like Disney memes or you look up Disney foods and snacks, uh, gotta try Dole Whip. So that's all I got. Uh, this episode was a lot of fun talking about <laughs> must-dos for first-timers. And, you know, for the rest of the week or, you know, upcoming days, I'm going to just hope and wish that someone comes up to me talking about Disney and, you know, ask for my opinion. Oh, I'm going to Disney for the first time. What should I do? And I would jump at the chance uh, to sit down with them and kind of go over things. I just love talking Disney. You guys know that. Uh, that's why I always say, you know, my DMs are, are open. They're always open if you want to talk about Disney, if you want to chat about Disney, if you have episode suggestions, topic ideas, anything like that, shoot me a message on Instagram, Disney World Today. Um, you know, I don't want to sound like full of myself or anything, you know, I, but I do respond to every single one. You know, it, it's something I do take pride in. You know, I, I'm a normal guy who loves Disney. I work a normal job. This is a passion project for me. So if anyone wants to talk Disney or talk about sports, life, whatever it is, you know, shoot me a DM. Yeah, we can chat. I, I love it. So that's pretty much all I got. Um, in the upcoming weeks, I have a couple ideas. I've been talking about it for weeks now about having, you know, a guest on. It's just, I'm so busy with, you know, we bought a house, you know, we got a dog, uh, you know, my job, planning a wedding. I just have a lot going on. Um, I, the, one of the reasons why I want to have my buddy Adam on too is, you know, he's a casual fan. I think it'll be cool to get his perspective. But I also want to get some practice, like having guests on, so we can, you know, start inter interviewing some of you guys. It would be cool to kind of, you know, one of my ideas is to just kind of, you know, put out a, a story on Instagram, kind of just asking who wants to be on the podcast, maybe like a small, you know, little interview, and just kind of talk about like what Disney means to you. You know, what got you into Disney? Was it family vacations as a kid? Was it, you know, a significant other when you were older? I just think that stuff is kind of cool to kind of talk about and, you know, probably like you, like Disney's my happy place. That's why I like, you know, talking about it and, you know, doing this podcast and it's a passion project. So that's all I got. If you haven't already, again, if you can subscribe, rate, review, write me a review, I'll uh, give you a shout out on the very next episode. And yeah, that's all I got. Oh yeah. Always remember, it all started with a mouse. Thank you.